So I was thinking about TV theme songs because of because of the nature of this episode and things we're going to talk about. Okay. So I started thinking, what are the greatest TV theme songs? Like, in, in, I mean, we don't. This is a, this is an informal, you know, discussion. Sure. You haven't heard me ask you this yet. So no. So off the top of your head, and I and I just thought of it maybe. Two minutes ago, before we hit the record button. So, off the top of your head, what are some of your? What do you think are the best TV theme songs? In my opinion, my opinion is probably going to be dr- dramatically different from the average person. As like in all things, and in, huh. <laughs> um, but like when when I think best TV theme songs, I think. Which ones do I remember, like, off the top of my head? Okay, so which ones do you remember? Family Ties. Family Ties? Yeah. What show is Family Ties? I bet we've been together for a million years. Oh, the Michael, the Michael J. Fox show? I bet we'll I forgot. be right. together. <laughs> I'd forgotten. I loved that show as a kid, but I'd forgotten what it was called. Um, Gidget. Gidget. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you did you do you know Gidget? Do you remember Gidget? I remember the show Gidget, but I don't know. And for those wondering, I was not old enough to watch it when it first aired, but I watched it in reruns and syndication when I was a kid. Right. Um All right, let me try and think in terms of what You think and I'll think. So I had a couple sprung to mind immediately for the same reasons as you. And like that's uh, the Adams Family popped up right mm-hmm. in my head because I think it's a very, and the same with the Munsters. Both the Munsters and the Adams Family both had interest, you know, uh, memorable. Sure. Uh, and I thought of uh, Gary Shandling show. This is the theme to Gary. Yeah, that was show. awesome. <laughs> that was a great theme song. Um, <laughs> Gary called me up and asked if I would write a theme, theme song. And then I think of things like Night Rider was an awesome song. Mm, I remember one time I was somewhere at a party with a live band and someone suggested if you put a bucket out and say, uh, we'll play the Knight Rider theme song when you get to the bucket. When the bucket gets filled, you'll fill that bucket in just a matter of minutes because everybody loves the Knight Rider theme song. Do they really, though? Not as, I don't think as much as like the A-Team theme song. I don't even remember the A-Team well, theme song. Well, it's awesome. So there you go. Do they have lyrics? No, this is music. Mm. And Dukes of Hazard, um, yeah, that's a pretty memorable one. Yeah. And Andy Griffith. These are all shows I watched uh, as a kid, so that's what I, I think of. So, do you have any other suggestions? Um, I can't remember how it went, but the theme to Growing Pains. Yeah, I don't remember the song. I don't as remember. As long it as we've got each other. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so, right before we started talking, I called up a list. Of, it's supposed to be the fifty best. TV theme songs. Oh my. So, what do you think number 50 is? <laughs> it's a good one, though. Sesame Street. No, it is, hold on, Rockford Files, which was a good theme song. I couldn't tell you what the song is right now, but it was a good one. And uh, and I'm just paging, so I'm not going to go all through all 50, obviously. But like WKRP in Cincinnati is on mm. there. That's a good one. Um, Mr. Ed. I don't remember the theme song for that. Friends ranks just below Mr. Ed's theme song. Below. Below. Oh, my. Wait, no. One run rank better than oh, Mr. Ed's. Oh, okay. 
Um, and Sesame Street is on there. All right, but what do you think? We'll talk. Here are the top, we'll do the top, what, five theme songs? Sure. Top six, because number six is one of my favorite. I didn't think of it until I saw it just now. The but, Office. No, The Jeffersons is number six. That's number six? Yeah. I would have thought that would have been higher on the list. The Jeffersons, is that's good. You don't think Jefferson's a good theme song? No, I mean higher as in better on the list, like closer to one. Oh, well, no. It, well, so number six lower. is pretty good. Uh, number six is pretty good. Next, all right, that's fair enough. Uh, all in the Family. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, the Simpsons is number four. And I agree with this next one, too, because this was probably my favorite show when it was airing on TV. Sanford and Son. Mm. Uh, Mash is number two, and oh, okay. And number one is pretty obvious. You'll as soon as I say it, you'll say, "Oh, yeah, it should." That's that's right. So, you have any other ch- suggestions of what the number one TV theme song is according to this list? Which I don't even know who this. What list am I looking at? It's some jackasses list. Okay, according to Paste, these are the fifty best TV theme songs. Is it a show that I would have watched? Yes, you would have watched this show. Was it popular when I was a kid or before I was before I was born? No, while you were even an older kid, in early adulthood. Silver Spoons. That was popular when you were an older kid. Come on, Cindy, you just had a birthday. Hey now, <laughs> I have to get mean about it. Um, you have five seconds. Moonlighting. No, that's a good choice. That's a, I don't know if that's on this list or not. I haven't looked that closely, but that should be on the list. That was a great song. Cheers. Cheers is ranked oh, as the number one. Duh, of course. So I just thought about theme songs because we were discussing what <laughs> may be the most stealth, sad theme song of any TV show, which is Welcome Back, Cotter. Mm-hmm. Because his dreams were his ticket out, but he didn't make it. And here we are. Our dreams were our ticket out. And here we are. Welcome back to the bungalow. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> we, we haven't recorded in a little while because we had a lot of stuff going on. But now we are back. A month and a half. Has it been a month and a half? The last time we recorded was May 18th. Well, we're back with a new attitude. I don't know about Not that. Not really, but we're back. <laughs> we're at least one of those things. We're still the buns. <laughs> we're still the buns. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so we've had a lot going on the last couple of last month and a half some good some good some, some bad so good. the bad news you know my mom passed away a couple uh in what was the date that she passed may 31st. on may 31st my mom passed away so that's that's very sad uh but she was uh she was pretty sick there at the end and she was hurting quite a bit so at least she is no longer uh in horrible pain yeah and uh, after that, um, wasn't long after that you had to travel. Yes, I've been traveling quite a bit. My uh, and my younger brother has come. He's staying with us for a little while. He's going to move to our neck of the woods, so he's staying with us until he gets his feet feet under him and uh, and get settled here. He was uh, taking care of my mom for uh, you know there at the end. So now he is here and is going to to be around for a little bit. And Squish then, is very excited. Uncle Jim is here. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I, I traveled. I went to uh, 
I feel like I'm missing one, but I went to Heroes Con in Charlotte. Then you went to... Which is a great show. Then you went to... Oh, was it Ocon? Ocon, yeah. And then I went to Ocon in uh, in Omaha, or Council Bluffs, Iowa. And uh, that was uh, another show. And I'll talk... I got some more stuff to talk about with conventions a little later on. And then... Uh, what else have we had going on? Oh, we took a trip to Kansas City. We did. We did a trip to Kansas City. We and went I, to Great Wolf Lodge. We went to Great Wolf Lodge, and I went down a lot of water slides, which made me feel both very young and very old at the same time. And we got exiled to the first floor hallway the first night we were there. Oh, that's right. There was a tornado. Tornado that went right over our... Hotel, right over, water like, park, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it like really did some damage right next to where we were, and it just kind of jumped us. But that was pretty. Nice. That was uh, that was interesting. The thing I found out, and then here's a tip for all you travelers: um, if you go to the water park immediately following the tornado, the water park is usually fairly empty. <laughs> <laughs> and go down the slides over and over again. <laughs> There, there's your tip. There's your price of admission has now been you've you've made it. The mm. price of admission for the the bungalow. Um, <laughs> it's worth it. It's all worth it. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, Jackson, he's been doing karate. Yes. Um, just got his yellow belt. We have a little ninja in our family now. That's right. And. Uh, and we have Big Ninja. <laughs> yes, I did not get my yellow belt. <laughs> I started taking uh, Kimpo right after, not long after he did, to do something that we could do together. And and uh, um, I've done martial arts in the past. I've done Krav Maga and Taekwondo, and uh, and I realized that I don't remember any of that stuff. <laughs> uh, so uh, I am not a yellow belt. I am. A white belt. Wah, wah. That's all right. As Miyagi said, karate is not in the belt. It's in your head and it's in your heart. Can Maybe you one... sound like Miyagi? No, I can't. Not without being kind of offensive. So I will not do that. Oh, good call. <laughs> so... I didn't think of it that way. But you're absolutely right. <laughs> so there good you call. Go. Yeah, let's not offend people. Yeah. On our first podcast back in nine million years. So what's up? What's next? But uh, well, I've been I've been churning ideas for a new contest. Oh, okay. So we'll we don't have it today. No, we don't have it today. But uh, for all you listeners out there, stay tuned. We are going to. We're coming up with something magnificent. Okay, that sounds fun for all two people that are still listening to our <laughs> podcast at this point. You don't think there's going to be just like a mass group of people just rushing to their computers when they hear that the bungalow is back? No. Well, that is a defeatist attitude. <laughs> you and know what there's going to be? There's going to be the sound of chirping crickets. Nope. I don't believe so. Defeatist attitude. People are going to rush back because they're going to want to know where we've been. They've probably been terribly worried. You think? Yep. I think they put our put our faces on milk cartons. Yep. Have you seen? Yep. It's just uh, the bungalow logo. Have you seen? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen this podcast? So. 
I feel bad, too, because one of the... She was a... I guess she was a fan of yours. I feel bad for her, too. But her, <laughs> but her and I have become have become friends. Um, her name's Shannon. And uh, she had just went all out for us. Like, she was mailing out postcards. She was putting up stickers. She was mailing stickers. She was talking to everybody about the bungalow. And then we just dropped off the face of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're back, Shannon. (laughs) We're going to do better. (laughs) Don't lie to these people. Oh, there's a lot of that. I'm trying to... Honestly, this is... Here's, you know, cue the sad music, Ronnie. I'm trying to live a better life and get on top of things and be more... Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, but I'm trying to just uh, take care of the things I need to take care of. I feel like, especially in the last couple of months, the things have just sort of slipped. Yeah. And it's time to put on my big boy pants and uh, and make some things happen. So I feel that way, too. Like, I've I've been going through this... this depression, anxiety, rut for months now. Right. And I feel like I've kind of let it get the best of me, too. Right. So, I'm kind of right there with you, babe. 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 (laughs) Hey, babe. But, uh, we have some exciting stuff coming up. Let's talk about that. What's exciting that's coming up? Well, we're going to San Diego. That's right. So, (laughs) next week, right? It's next week? No. Yes. No. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> okay, so <gasps> next week we're going to San Diego. Uh, we are, of course, going. Part of the reason we're going is to. Uh, I'm going to the convention, uh, San Diego Comic Con. I gotta lose fifty pounds. <laughs> you, I don't know what kind of diet that is, but it's probably not Noom, and it's it's probably not Weight Watchers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's got any tapeworms? I need tapeworms. tapeworms. All the tapeworms you can find. But no. Uh, we uh, will be uh, going to San Diego. We're going to leave next week. I'm going to spend only two days at the convention. And then the rest of the time... I am so excited because we are staying at the Hotel Del Coronado, which has always been one of my most favorite, most beautiful historic places on Earth. I've, I've always been fascinated with it. And it's kind of been like a bucket list thing for me. Like, I always wanted to stay at the Hotel Dell. And you're making my dreams come true, Cullen Bunn. Well, I haven't told you the, the sad fact is I'm canceling that and we're staying uh, in a hostel. On the beach? <laughs> yeah. So. Staying. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I'm really excited about it. Um, like, I've always, I've always been fascinated with it. And Jackson has always he loves the beach, so he's gonna get to he's gonna get to play on the beach. You get to go to the convention. I don't have to deal with that all the crazy people there. I'm gonna sit by the pool or at the beach with a frozen alcoholic beverage and watch my kid play. And, and we're gonna go do some of the other things we love doing. We love San Diego, the town, anyway. So we're gonna go to do some of our favorite things in san diego what? i keep worrying that we're going to get tired of san diego 
I don't think but that's we, possible. We always like going and doing stuff. Like I always, I always joke that if we ever won the lottery, first we'd have to start playing the lottery. But I always joke that if we ever did win the lottery, that I the first thing I would do is buy a house in San Diego. Of course, that would probably eat all of our lotto winnings. <laughs> but I was very, I was very hopeful for a while because there was this one particular house that I was watching on Zillow for like two years. It didn't sell. And it started out at like eighteen million. Oh, was that all? Yeah, but by the time it sold, it was down to like eight point seven million. Well, here's the thing: this podcast has always been a little bit about being married to a comic book writer, and you're never going to afford an eighteen million dollar house. <laughs> I understand that. So just just throwing that out there. Thanks, thanks for keeping the dream alive, babe. You're welcome. Your dreams were your ticket out. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm excited, and um, because I love Seaport Village, and you, we love all the touristy stuff. In I love Old love, Town. We love touristy stuff in San Diego. I love going to the Whaley House, which is the most haunted place in the world. Ooh, Isn't that what they say? It's spooky. Um, yeah, they say I think it's supposed to be the most haunted house in the world, but I've never seen a ghost there, not once. Me either. Ghost of my dollars when I pay my admission to get through the door. <laughs> well, you got to figure they're probably not going to come out when it's there's a bunch of people there. You probably have to like do like an like an overnight or something and stay there. But see, I am such a skeptic. Like I want to believe mm-hmm. that it's really haunted. But I'm such a skeptic that I'd be the one sitting there being like, no, that's a water pipe. That ain't no... That ain't, <laughs> you wouldn't? First of that all, ain't if a you creek, even, That's a water pipe of settling. All, let's be honest. If you even caught a hint of something you thought might be a ghost, even if you heard a slight shift in the wind in the dead of night in the Whaley House, a, you would run. The next thing we'd see is you running down the street. You ain't never old seen town. a fat girl run <laughs> so fast. You again, <laughs> skeptic or no? You are not. Cindy Bun is not messing around with no wooing ghosts. So don't even play. You know who that reminds me of? Who? You telling that story? That reminds me of the time we were in New York and we went to Jekyll and Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, the club. Yeah, and. uh so the guy. So when you, for those that have never been there, and this it was there were two locations at the time. Yeah. This one has closed. the The one we're talking about closed down. It was the one yeah. right in Times Square. Yeah. And I think was probably a little more uh, flashy. But so anyway. it. But like you first walk in and they they gather you all in this little area, and uh, and then there's like a. What do you like a, a mater, moving wall? A mater D that's yeah, there's there. A, there's a dude who welcomes you. Yeah, and he welcomes you. And then he has you all come into the center of the room. And I didn't want to go to begin with because I had a feeling it was going to be creepy. Uh But you convinced me to go. And so we get there and the guy guy has everybody pulled into the center of the room. And then the lights went out and he starts talking real spooky and I lost my shit. <laughs> like, I was like, Cullen, I, I'm going back to the hotel. I'm walking back to the hotel by myself. You're you like, go. Get me out of here. I was like, get me out of here. I don't want to do this. I'm not doing this. And the dude literally got out of character. 
He totally got out of his spooky character and came over to me and said, I promise you, there's nothing else that happens. It's okay. It'll be okay. Yes, it's basically spooky Applebee's. It pretty much. So, But it was fun once we got inside. Yes. It was creepy, but then like the guy kept calling you my dad. Yeah, that's fun. That was funny. That's fun. That was hilarious. Hey, girl in the glasses, it was nice of you to bring your dad out for dinner. That is what he said. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. But, uh... Yep, so there we go. San Diego's yes. coming up a week and a half. Can't wait. Next, next episode of Bungalow will be right after the San Diego trip, in theory. So, Yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't make promises you can't be sure you'll keep. Well, you're the one. It's your job to keep us on track with the Bungalow. So oh, no, you, you're not putting it on me. <laughs> I am, too. It is your job. All right. Okay. All right, you know what it's time for? What's that? Cullen's Comic Corner! Again, I would like to call out to Ronnie to replace that song. <laughs> never. With something better. Never. I know he never will. No. So, there we go. Uh, yeah, so, comics. Uh, I talked a little bit about conventions earlier, um, but I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to publicly go on record as saying, I think I, I have to cut way back on conventions. I still will go to a few conventions a year, but there are going to be certain conventions that uh, that that I really uh, either that I've already committed to for next year, or that I really think you know I have to weigh how much I get out of that convention because uh, these conventions are are brutal on my work schedule. Schedule it is they're they're just awful on it, and and as much as I enjoy going to conventions. Um, it's really the past few months has really damaged my my writing schedule, so I'm going to be much more. Uh, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just going to be very careful about which conventions I agree to go to, uh, even though I like them. It's not about not wanting to go and see people there and not supporting. It's not about not supporting the conventions, but uh, I'm definitely going to be much more careful about those in the uh, in the next. 18 months, at least. Fair enough. I, I will throw out there, though, that you do say this every single year. I do, but this time I really mean it. Anyway, um, so comic books this week on Wednesday, Unearth number one comes Ooh. out. That is the new Image comic that I am co-writing with Kyle Strom and is illustrated by Baldemar Rivas uh, with letters by Crank. And we, uh, you know, the book comes out on Wednesday. We're very excited about it. Um, it is a subterranean horror story, and then it just gets really crazy uh, from there. If you haven't looked at it, you can go to my website right now and see preview pages. You know, there are links to preview pages and interviews about the book. Um, but you really should go to your store and pick up the first issue. And uh, and also, I'm not exactly sure when this will post. Um, but uh, we, Baltimore, Kyle, and I each have special variant covers Ooh. of number one that we're going to be putting on our websites on Wednesday, and they're going to go fast. So uh, watch Twitter if you hear this. Before, <laughs> if you are hearing this after the fact, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but uh, if you're hearing this before, watch Twitter, and we'll let you know when they go live. Uh, but if uh, past has been any indication of those those kind of variants, they will go super fast. Um, so that's this week. 
uh, Unearthed number one, and still I have Knight's Temporal number one coming out later in July, and Manor Black coming out later in July. So lots of the, uh, Knight's Temporal is from Aftershock, uh, Manor Black is from Dark Horse. So very two very uh, very cool projects coming out, or three total with Unearthed. Um, also, uh, if you are backers of either of the Kickstarters I ran, uh, A Passage in Black, which features Cindy Bunn's first published comic book work, and, uh, and Metro that I did with Brian Quinn and Walt Flanagan, both of those, uh, both of those Kickstarters are delivering right now. So, uh... So can the haters finally stop hating? <laughs> no hater will ever stop hating. Um, so, um... So yeah, I mean, both of those, I learned a little bit on both of them that they're both a little later than I wanted to. And uh, people suck sometimes. Well, sometimes, um, but you know, the vast majority don't. Um, they're just a few very loud, very loud... Obnoxious dickheads. Obnoxious dickheads. But uh, my favorite is the one who who went online, and, and here's the thing, we don't look these, we don't seek these things out, I try not to, but someone messaged Cindy and said, hey, this is what so-and-so said. So, just so you know, and this is not just for haters, nothing you say is ever a secret. There's my second lesson of the day. First, go to water parks right after tornado. Second, <laughs> nothing you say is ever a secret. Someone always betrays that trust. But anyway, so someone came to, to Cindy and told them how they had had interactions with Cindy Bunn, and that convinced her that the Bunns were awful people, and that that's why she didn't back. She had to. She asked for, demanded a refund for her Kickstarter, her Metro Kickstarter, and Cindy and, never talked to this person. And might I add, I actually reached out to this person who claimed that she'd had this interaction. Well, I would have said, "Don't do that." Because they're not her, worth talking to. What are you talking about? And she never responded. Well, I would have said, "I wish you hadn't," because there's. You should never bother with those people. But you never had any interaction with them. The only interaction I had was when they sent me an email saying, with no explanation, I'd like a refund. And I said, sure, no problem. Which I don't have to do right. on a Kickstarter. But I do it because I did it because I was being nice. But nonetheless, those Kickstarters are coming out. So all the non-dickhead people, which is 99% of the backers out there, Yes, um, yes. Uh, you will be getting your book soon. I hope you like them. Let us know what you think when you get them. And if you didn't get a chance to back them, uh, they'll soon be available uh, online. You can order copies of both those books. Um, and that's, I think that's, oh, and then finally, speaking of Kickstarter, and I'll just say a quick thank you. Uh, my friend Kevin Watkins ran a Kickstarter for uh, an anthology book called uh, Graveyard Slaughter which I had two stories in, and he had two stories in, and that book funded last week. So that book is uh, well underway, and the book's all done. It's all lettered. We're just waiting on some you know, cover images and some, some things like that, and then that book will be uh, delivering uh, in the next couple of month, few months as well. So there we go. And thank you to everyone who backed that project as well. It meant a lot. Awesome. All right, so what else have we got? Well... Ironically, for being gone as long as we've been from our podcast, there wasn't a lot of new weird news for me to really, that really grabbed, grabbed me. But I did find a few stories that I was like, what? 
Then I was like, huh? And then <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. All right. First one. This, this is my favorite. This isn't really weird news as much as dumbass news. Hey, before we get to your stories, this may be one of your stories, but before we get to them, did we talk about the pirate lady who married the pirate ghost? Again, I know we talked about uh-huh. it on an earlier episode. I saw posted briefly that she got a divorce oh, yeah, from the pirate got, ghost. Yeah, they got divorced. So pour one out for that yeah. relationship. Yep. Also, I did try to look up uh, before we recorded. I tried to look up. Do you remember the the polit- the politician in was it Denmark that put the ad for his election on Pornhub? Oh yeah. I, I tried to look to see if he won the election, but I couldn't find the results. Yeah. Well, so I if just, anybody knows that. I feel bad for the pirate lady, but they say 50% of marriages end in divorce, and 100% of ghost pirate marriages end in divorce because that shit ain't real. So they were doomed from so. the beginning. <laughs> All right. All right. So there's this just happened like a couple weeks ago. It was in Texas... I don't know where in Texas, but I know it was at Government Canyon State Park. Okay. Okay, wherever that is in Texas. So this couple got, they were hiking through the canyon, and they got lost. 11.30 at night, it's dark, they're scared, they don't know where the hell they are. Right. And all of a sudden they start hearing this weird grunting and growling noise. Okay. And their first thought was wild wild pigs. Okay. Because, you know, they're mean. Yes. So, they're walking, and they're trying, and every everywhere they were walking, they kept, every so often, they'd hear this grunting and growling noise. And then it kept getting closer and closer, and they got scared, so they climbed a tree. And they're looking around, they're trying to see the, the pig, they can't see anything, but they keep hearing the noise, so they know that the pig is somewhere around them. So they call they call they're both up in the tree and they call nine one one, and nine one one puts them in touch with like a park ranger. So she's talking to the park ranger. You know where are you? And she's I don't know where I am. So she uses her the like I guess the map on her phone, and sends it sends it via text to the park ranger. So he was then he comes to find him. And he's looking around and he's like, you know, I I don't see any evidence of a wild hog anywhere around here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we've been hearing it. So they come down out of the tree and they're talking to the park ranger. And they hear the noise again. And he said, is that what you've been hearing? And the girl said, yes. You want to know what it was? Tell me. It was the rumble strip on a road. That people were driving over. That's how close they were to the road. Okay. Well. I don't want those people on my team when the apocalypse comes. Right? I was like, are you for real? But yeah. It was it was the rumble strip on a roadway that people were driving over. And she so thought only, it was a wild hog. Not only were these people nearest highway. Mm-hmm. They were... Close enough to civilization to get signal on their phone, which I can't even get in town half the time. Right. And they pretty much were on the verge of just calling it quits mm-hmm. and giving themselves to the forest gods. Yeah. Well, 
And it was a rumble strip. And I'm trying to think. Well, those rumble strips can be terrifying. Right. When you're driving (laughs) over them. Right. But I'm trying to think, like, hearing the noise, does that really even sound like an animal growling? It sounds to me like these people probably have never heard an animal. (laughs) So. Stop it. Have they ever been around an animal? Right. Seen so, an animal? Have they been to the zoo? I don't so know. So there we go. There, that's interesting. But those poor, poor lost lambs. Speaking of lost lambs, how about lost hungry lambs? Okay, is that really the next story? Not about hungry lambs. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> Why did you, you? You were so you were so determined on that segue, and I'm like, man, if I just yeah, and you just blew it. Lambs, thanks. What is it about segways? No, it's about hunger. Well, it's just it's not about lambs. Work with me here, bun. All right, let's hear work it. with me. Let's hear it. So, first of all, let me let me just disclaim this. I love Slidell, Louisiana. Okay. They used to be one of the cities that was featured on Live PD. <laughs> Slidell, Louisiana, <laughs> and that's and why they, you love it. Yeah, and they had the best. Incidents in Slido, Louisiana. <laughs> like, I would find myself laughing hysterically okay. nine times out of ten when Slido, Louisiana. Well, what has came. happened to Slido that you don't like? This happened about a month ago, but it was so good I had to okay. I had to keep it. All right, let's hear it. So, 911 operator answers ring, ring, ring. 911, how can I help you? What do you think the woman said when she called 911? Her Uber Eats didn't get there on time. Close. What was it? Taco Bell was out of taco shells. <laughs> Both crunchy and soft. What? I know. That's like the apocalypse. I mean... Come on, Taco Bell. They were out of taco shells, and she called 911. Well, in her defense, I once went through a Taco Bell in... It wasn't Valley park it was in florissant missouri and they were out of ground beef ground beef cindy how did and you I, run out of, how do how does and second all right, first they were out of ground beef at the taco bell second they were 10 feet from a grocery store they could have gone and bought some ground beef and cooked it up i don't think you can do that can you i don't know you can't that's actually illegal i think to buy uh food I think it for is. that they still could have done it for me. Although I used to work at a grocery store and there was an Italian restaurant that was right down the strip from us. Yeah. The shopping strip. Yeah. And they used to come and buy food and liquor from us all the time. Well, what I was going to say is I wanted to call the police because I felt as though I had been uh, violated in some way when I couldn't get my Nacho Bell Grande. How come you didn't speak up in the Me Too movement? That's <laughs> not a Me Too issue. Cindy. You said you felt violated. I'm just saying. That was a different kind of violation. Okay, my bad. My desire for food was violated. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she could have gone Burger King. Burger King now has tacos. That doesn't even sound good. They're actually pretty good. They taste like jack-in-the-box tacos. I've never had a jack-in-the-box taco either. They're really good. Just so you know. I've never had one of those little deep fried pockets of beef and grease. And lettuce. They put lettuce in there too? <laughs> yeah. Ew. Anyway. And then they deep fry it? I don't know if they... I'm sure they deep fry it and then put the lettuce in. 
Ew. Because a lettuce wasn't is not a deep fried lettuce. That would be nasty. Anyway, they're good. So anyway, if you're listening, Burger King, I'm the one who likes your tacos, and I am available for endorsement deal deals. But anyway, Speaking of endorsements and weird, now watch this lady get and food. Right, she'll get a taco. She'll bell. get a taco bell endorsement. Yeah. All right. But seriously, speaking of food and endorsements and commercials and weird shit, uh-huh. can we talk for a second about the Subway commercial? <laughs> I thought it was a fun commercial. It was weird. Well, it's a minute and a half. I don't know how long it was. It seemed long. It was two minutes. It's a long commercial. If you haven't seen it, you can find it on... You can find it everywhere. On Twitter. Just Although it's better to it's better if you didn't know what it's a commercial for when you watch it. But the commercial follows basically a, a guy from the moment of his birth, all through childhood, yeah. his first love, his first kiss, blah, his blah, first blah, heartbreak, his first heartbreak, falls through his entire life, and then it all leads up to the moment of him ordering his footlong Subway Club on wheat or whatever it is he orders. Yep, it was weird. It looks like a like a I don't know what you'd call it, like a foo foo. Artsy, weird movie. And then he walks up to a subway counter. That's right. Very bizarre. Well, and and also speaking of awesome commercials, though, there's another one. I I can't remember where it's from. But there's a a commercial for a car company. I think it's Renault. And they have all the kids from the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon growing up. It's live action. And all the kids from the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon are in it, and they're trying to get in a car, and they're being chased by Tiamat the Dragon, and Dungeon Master's in it, and Venger. Better than that Subway commercial. I have not seen that. Well, you Do they have that freaky statue you got in the mail the other day from no, Kickstarter? No, that's not Dungeons and Dragons. That's not Dungeons and Dragons? No, and Uni's in it as well. And Oh, I remember Uni. And in the cartoon, those kids never made it home. But guess what? In this commercial for the car, they show how they finally get home. So there you go. They're back home, everybody. You can relax. Breathe a sigh of relief. And then go buy that vehicle in Holland or wherever it was that that commercial came from. How come we don't get Dungeons & Dragons commercials here? We get Live Your Life in order to order a Subway sandwich. (laughs) So anyway, what else have we got on the craziness? Cindy's Wall of Weird. Cindy's Wall of Weird. So... Have you seen the picture of the moth that was found in Bali? I have not. This thing looks like something out of an H.P. Lovecraft story. Oh, well, I'm looking him up right now. I will show him to you. Oh, you got a picture of oh, him? Oh, yes. I have a picture of him. Let me see him. He is the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. What is... Oh, my gosh. All right. You need to put a link to that. It does. It looks like, if you're familiar with... Lovecraftian fiction. It looks like a Mego or a or a an elder thing. It's disturbing. Oh my goodness! And what is that thing? That's the same. It's a That's different, the same moth. It's not the same moth, but it's the same species. They're just different colors. Look, I'm not for wiping out any indigenous species, but that thing's got to go. That is a creepy creature. All right, so put pictures of that on the bungalow because yeah. that is the worst thing I've ever it's seen. It's this freaky bug with two wings and it's got like these four large hairy-looking tentacles protruding from its rear end. And it's so bizarre looking. 
Now, is this an animal? Is this a creature that's been around for? I mean, is yeah. it been known about for a yes. long time, or is this some freaky new mutation? No, it. I when I read about it, it said it's. They said it. Uh, they believe it's from the species, and I'm. I know I'm going to botch. Ch- oh boy! Botch I can't wait like, to hear you say it. Creatinus gangus, Ganges. And it's a species found in southeastern Asia and in parts of Australia. And usually they're red or yellow. Oh, it's an Australia creature? Yeah. Yeah, which, well, that's because everything in Australia is designed to destroy you. Right. And, um, but yeah, it's got, and what it is, what, the, what they say those tentacles are, is that is, they call those the, the scent tentacles. And a, my understanding is that that is a male. Well, good for him. Right? I know. But it's a male, and it is, um, when it's ready to mate, yeah. it releases those tentacles, and then there's pheromones that attract the lady, the ladybugs. Well, it's got to be something, because he's ugly. Right? They call him Mr. Personality, because <laughs> he's so ugly. But, yeah, he looks like part moth, part worm, part... It's a terrifying thing. It's a... That's an awful creature. Yeah. Not, I mean, I hate to say... It It bothers me that I live on the same planet with things that ugly. <laughs> you just can't exist. Right. I can't, I can't sleep at night knowing there's something right. that hideous in the world. I mean, I'm the girl that freaks out when I see a centipede. Or a mill. What are those ones? The silverfish? Well, that's a silverfish. Looking things. Oh, that's a house centipede. Yeah. Those, oh, those things... Like, seriously, look at me. I just got goosebumps talking yeah, you, about it. You'd They're, totally ugh. be able to stay in a haunted house if you heard a strange noise. Listen, there's a big difference between ooh and right in your face. <laughs> Is that the sound that moth makes? That's what's that's yeah. disturbing. Those are the tentacles popping out to that's attract gross. the ladies. <laughs> All right, well, that's horrifying. Thank uh, you yeah. for sharing that. Hey, my pleasure. Again. My pleasure. Uh, if you ever thought we were going to Australia or Bali, think it again. Fuck that. <laughs> think it again. <laughs> All right. What else have we got? That, you know what? That is... That's your wall of weird for That today? is my wall of weird for today. I'm going to slowly ease my way back into weirdness. All right. Well, that's what, those were some interesting stories. I like that moth. Put it online. You know what would have been funny? If what? the lady who thought the rumble strips was a wild hog ran into that thing. She wouldn't know what to do. She'd be calling the chick from Taco Bell. I need taco shells. You just brought it all together. I did. Did you see story. how I did that? I yeah. melded. You melded it. I'm so good. You are. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we're back, and we're glad to be back. Welcome back. We already welcomed ourselves. We can't welcome back. I can leaving. welcome myself as many times as I want to. Anyway, we're back now. Thank you all for listening again. Thank you for joining yes. us again. And it is promise not to leave you hanging this long ever again. That's right. And it is now time for Cindy to say bye bye. (laughs) 